Hey, welcome to another episode of Open Mic. My name is Jared and I'm excited that you are with us today. Hey, this is our third part in a series that we're doing following our Catching Feelings Relationships series. So it drops the Thursday after. So if you haven't listened, go back and listen to our relationship series and the the podcasts that have come before this one. But this is a a podcast where we get to sit and talk about um, all things relationships, all things uh, today, singleness. So today I'm sitting with Jack, with D-Chan, and with Coco. And I just want to start off, we're going to start off quick today, okay? Um, What makes singleness seem so hard in the church? Yeah, I think sometimes singleness can be seen as really hard because we value family so much, which we should for sure, and marriage. Um, but, you know, we were talking before, and sometimes it does feel like we put marriage on like this pedestal of like, man, you're on the A team if you're married, you are awesome. And if you're single, you're still, you're still on the JV squad, right? You're just, you're not quite there uh, in the grand scheme of things. And I think there can be some like uh, just, some false pretenses associated with that. And I think as single people in the church, they have a spot just as much as people who are married, who have families. Um, so yeah, I think that could be definitely like a misconception of, of singleness. Yeah. I think, um, just as much as what Logan said, uh, before, I think in one of his messages is that, um, that singleness feels like like a, a lower standard or like marriage is the big leagues. And, I, you know, you think about like Ephesians 5, it does have like, it, it says that, that men, husbands should love their wives as Christ loves the church. So it is like a, a picture or an example of the gospel, but it's not yeah. the example of the guy. It's not the only example of the gospel. Um, what D-Chan, maybe what are some other things that make it so um, it's taboo to like be single in the church? Well, I think um, one thing that makes it just weird in the church is within, I think, a Christian culture, we we idolize singleness to a point where it can become like our identity of like, man, if I am not single, I am lesser. And what happens is we start going this comparison game of like, well, maybe that person is better than I am. Maybe I am more broken than that that person. And so that that is why God has not provided someone for us. But the reality is I think God is just allowing us this time to grow because I think statistically out there, it is um, 80, 70, 80%. By the time you're 30, 35, um, you'll most likely be married. Um, So if that percentage is true and statistics are correct, it means everyone right now will at least have that amount of time um, to, to grow, um, closer to God, because I think singleness, we see it in scripture. In 1 Corinthians 7, Paul is is talking to the married and the unmarried couple, saying if you're married, that's great, but if you're not married right now, um, that is also such a gift. There, It's neither a better or a worse. It is both equal. Singleness and marriage are both equal and good gifts, um, and I think what, with that singleness, God is allowing us time to to really grow spiritually and intimately with him. Because realistically, I think um, Jack and Jerry, you guys can speak to this, is when you're married, um, mm-hmm. you don't have as much time as you like to think you do because you have another spouse to look after. Yeah, for sure. I'm also going to piggyback off of your question, Jared. Um, I think ever since like the world has just begun, it's always been engraved in our heads like, 
the next stage of life and we're always like even whenever your kids like oh do you have a crush on someone in school and so I think that's just like the world in general we're constantly like when you go home from Christmas break your family is like hey do you like do you like someone do you have like someone special in your life is like your grandma's tagline um and so I think it's constantly like in our brains just like we need to be looking for someone um and I think it's, like, such a sweet season to just, like, sit and just, like, be with your girlfriends, be with your guy friends, like, and just enjoy singleness. But it is hard because it's a desire that, like, a lot of us have is to be married to somebody. Um, And it's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. But in, especially in the church world, I even think sometimes you, like, you're getting involved in your church. You're, like, scoping out who the people are and you're like oh they're kind of cute but then you're like nervous because you're like oh well they're my friend like I don't know if they would say yes to a date with me is it awkward if we go on a date and like then we just decide we want to be friends like is that going to like change our relationship I think that's hard because sometimes like it depends on how big your young adult um well or like even well you could even say youth group like is in your church like sometimes it's smaller sometimes it's bigger um and you're like I don't know if anyone's here for me but so I think that can be hard because you're like eh, I don't know if anyone's here for me so maybe God just doesn't want me to date anybody and you're like no God can literally bring you someone from literally the opposite end of the world yeah that uh something we were talking about beforehand was sometimes it's it's a delayed um you don't think like you haven't found someone yet. So it's like something must be up. Something must yeah. be. But one of the things that I've heard is like, we sh- you should have standards or you should not just settle. Can you guys speak to that a little bit of just, if marriage is the, is the end goal, then you will settle for really anyone. And that's not, that's not ideal. Um, can you guys speak to like setting and knowing your standards so that when someone comes along, you know if that, that fits or that reaches or not? Yeah, I can speak to that. Um, I've been like in really great relationships and, um, really like awesome guys that I've met. Um, and even just like guy friendships that I've been able to have that I really like honor and respect and I really look up to. And I think that your whole life, you, you know, like your dad is an example, um, or maybe it's your brother. Maybe it's like one of your best guy friends. Like those are, or maybe it's your pastor, like all these people, or maybe it's vice versa. Like maybe like, like the pastor's wife is like, you really admire these things about her. Um, so all the people in your life are going to influence you. Like, Oh, I really love that characteristic about them. Um, and I've been married for a little over six, seven months now. Um, and I remember whenever I was single before I met Ryan, my husband, um, I wrote down a list of things that I wanted in a future husband, literally like not knowing like God, I didn't even know Ryan at the time whenever I made this list. Um, and so it's really cool because I made a list of things that I'm like, I'm just going to shoot my shot. Like it's going to be the, like, you know, the biggest things that I want to like, even just the little small details that I would want in a future husband. And I had no idea that like God would put like literally have already created a human. Um, and Ryan and Ryan does check off like a lot of those boxes. Like I prayed for someone tall. Ryan's like two inches like taller than me. And you know what? God still answered that. Um, but I really do believe like, don't lower your standards. Um, and like, it's okay to like ask God for big things. Don't be surprised if like you meet your future spouse someday and like, they don't have every, like they don't need to check every single box. Um, I wouldn't say like, don't settle, don't lower your standards, but like, 
it's okay to ask God to like bring these like big characteristics that you want in a future husband or a future wife. Like those are good things to ask for. And like, God knows you, God literally like created you. And I do believe like God is going to bring someone alongside of you that like really like fits you well. You might like butt heads with them a little bit because like me and Ryan are so different from each other, but he really does bring out like the best side of me and like, Mm knows how to love me well better than I can like love myself sometimes um and so I would say like don't settle I'm glad like that I didn't because Ryan like I'm so thankful that I have Ryan and God answered like so many of my wishes in it yeah Jack I think that's so good that you said to like write down a list of things because I think it is good to know what you're looking for and and to have a list of like non-negotiables for me some of those are I want him to be a believer right I want him to be passionate about the Lord and the local church and serving in the church and um and so I think those are big things and then there's things that you're like oh I would prefer him to be funny or you know like some things that you're like those are non-negotiables that maybe God's going to bring someone that you didn't expect um but I love that when a pastor says don't lower your standards lengthen your patience Mm. and I totally get that I've had to do that and I have to remind myself to do that often of like okay God like I would love to be married I am single but I'm going to trust your timing and your plan and your purpose. And I truly believe like up to this point in my life, like I'm not, I have not been supposed to be married. Does that make sense? Like it's God's mercy and grace in my life for me not to be married at this moment because the Bible talks about how God does not withhold good things from those who love him. Mm. And sometimes I can think of marriage as a good thing, which it is, but I think of that's the good thing for me right now. And God's like, actually, this is a mercy for me Mm. to not be giving this to you at this moment because I've either he has things for me to do that I couldn't do while I'm married at this moment mm. or he's like hey no I have someone really awesome for you which lord willing uh that's the case uh but it just like needs you need to wait a little bit longer and I really do think like in this time of waiting um it is very special and um it does give me more time to be fully devoted and to pursue God like never before to serve him like never before because I have more time And so I think it's just like, it's one of those things where we have to make a choice to like be patient and we have to make, and I'm not like, literally I can sit here and do this podcast and in 10 minutes I can be like, all right, Lord, if you'll just bring that man (laughs) right now, like literally that's how it is. And when I talk to some of my girlfriends, I'm like, we kind of go through this, these like ebb and flows of like, we're good, we're good. Or we're, wow, this is, Mm. this is hard. And I think just like trusting God with it and bringing those emotions and those feelings to him and letting community in on that is so helpful because then you're like, oh, I'm not the only one. Mm, I'm not the only yeah. one. Okay. Yeah, I think, um, Coco, I have a question. So you, you're talking about waiting right now, uh, and this could relate to a lot of our audience. Uh, we are all in a waiting period, and specifically for this podcast, in, in this period of singleness, um, I think in Scripture we see that what we should look for is to be equally yoked mm-hmm. with, with another believer. And I think what that looked like for me was with my fiance Carolyn mm-hmm. is one thing that drew me to her was her beauty, outward beauty. But mm. as I grow each day and to learn about her, what my heart grows for is her character. Mm. Um, so I think my question to this table and also you, Coco, is just like, what are some characteristics that, that people should be looking for right now um, within their potential significant other? Mm. I, I would say, I mean, there's a book called Mingling of Souls. Sure. It's by Matt Chandler. It's basically a, a commentary through Song of Solomon, which I, I grew up in church, and Song of Solomon was a book I just didn't know how to read, <laughs> I'll be honest, because uh, it's, a, it's a poetic book, but it provides probably some of the best dating and mm. relationship advice that I've seen out there. And one of the first things that he notes in it is the first 
part of the book of Song of Solomon is about why he's attracted to the, the, the female counterpart in Song of Solomon. And um, some of the things they talk about are like their character. They talk about um, their love for the Lord. They talk about the way that they serve the people around them. And one of the things that's really interesting that, that this is kind of hopping off, but I'll hop back on at some point. Um, one of the things that Song of Solomon talks about at some point, it talks about how um, when they're getting married, the, 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 the character in Song of Solomon had like, I think it's like 80 mighty men with him that were basically like his groomsmen, his guys that were like his, his people. That's a big and like, wedding party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It has a big old wedding party, but it, it speaks to like the strength of community that like yeah. their relationship wasn't just happening like out in isolation. It was happening like people knew him that weren't just his, his significant other. And I think that the role of community in like, whether it's a relationship or singleness, Jack, when you're talking about making a list, I think if you struggle with like lowering your standards, making a list and showing that to someone that, that has the, the, the license to call you out is one of the best things that you can do. Because if you make a list and you say, man, I want someone who saved, baptized, serving, loves the Lord, is in a community group, is in a small group, um, you know, and, and kind of make some checklists. And then you start going after some guy who's not doing those things. Yeah. Man, what a great thing for a friend to come that loves you can yeah. come shoulder tap you and go, hey, I love you. You made this list. Yeah. Let's look at it. This is what God ordained this list to be, and He's not meeting these standards. Let's hop off. Let's let's mm-hmm. let's take a break. Let's pump the brakes. And then one of the things He talks about in that book is when you find yourself attracted to things that are not godly, which th- you might be attracted to them physically, or they might they might you know do something for you that you're like I don't even know why. But like, why are we attracted to that? Like, mm-hmm. look at yourself and see what insecurity you have so that you're like, man, am I just looking forward to, to marriage? Do they make me feel a certain way? Do they make me feel strong, safe, whatever those things might be that um, aren't necessarily one of those things that, that, that God put on your list or God gave you to, to be? Um, and then ask yourself, why am I mm. attracted mm-hmm. to this? Because that will start to figure out some of those insecurities you have in yourself and will make you who you need to be regardless of if you're in a relationship. Mm. Sorry, yeah. go back to DJ's question. I'll let somebody <laughs> else answer after I... I think like when you're looking for a spouse, like I'm looking for someone who exemplifies like characteristics of Jesus. So yeah. a servant leader, someone who um, is kind, who's generous. Like, you know, I obviously the ba- the basics is for anyone single that's out there. Like you need to find someone who loves the Lord and is committed to him in every area of their life. Yeah. And so when they're committed to God in every area of their life, man, all the other things are going to line up. Mm. Um, and then there might be some preferences that you're like, oh, I would prefer this over this. And that's okay too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like having the basics, but I just think of like, man, when I'm looking for a man, I'm looking for somebody who uh, is deeply committed to the Lord and that everything else flows out of that. And um, and so, yeah, and there's guys like that out there. We have to remind ourselves, for any ladies listening, you might be like, where are those people though? Because that you can get, believe that lie. And that I do believe that's a lie because Satan wants us to have a scarcity mindset mm. of like, that's it. That person that just got engaged. Yep. He's the last good one. Like mm. that can be how it feels in like yeah. a Christian community. And we have to fight against the lie of like, actually, no, that's not the last one that God is like <laughs> made awesome. Like, no, he actually uh, has people out there who he has uh, maybe just, He's, he's waiting for that person. Um, and so I think that we can just remember that God is the God of abundance and mm. God um, has good things in store for those who love him. So um, it could be marriage for some people and it might not be too. So what are some things we talked through how marriage is a gift and Coco, you kind of mentioned this. 
with, um, you know, the, the, the having the time to serve right now yeah. because of where you're at in life. What are some of, if marriage is a gift, what are some of the, the good things that come along with that gift? Ooh. Of marriage? Of, of singleness. singleness. Yeah, okay. Um, man, you know, honestly, I was talking with some, like, my, my friends and, and some of my, um, yeah, my close friends, and we were talking about how we are going to actually, like, we have a blast at my house right now. Like, uh, we are always just, like, having fun and having people over and, like, doing fun things like Valentine's Day. Come on. Uh, and we were like, man, we just, like, get to literally do whatever we want. <laughs> and so, like, that honestly is a beautiful thing. Um, and so there's a lot of benefits to being single. You get, I get to do what I want with my time, with my money, with, you know, literally what time I wake up, what time I go to bed. Like, I get to make those decisions. And then whenever you bring someone else into, your life like you make those decisions together and so there's a lot of independence that happens when you're single and that's a good thing Mm. but also like it you know I just think of like we are that's going to be so different when we do get married and it'll be a transition and a joy but right now in the meantime I'm like man this is it's fun and we get to go do fun things we get to um yeah, I just feel like I get to do a lot of fun things in this se- like season of singleness, which I'm super grateful for. Um, and I think that there is a misconception of like you can't be um, like content and be um, I guess what's the word I'm looking for? Like you can't you can be content without wanting marriage. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And I think that is a lie because I'm like, oh, I'm con- I can be content but I also can desire marriage at mm-hmm. the same time. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's either one or the other. And so um, for me, I'm like, God, I pray for that and I, I desire that, but also like help me to be okay where I'm at right now and help me to like look for opportunities to serve and love you and invest my time um, in other people to maximize this time because we can maximize this time or we can like, we can not. And then we really like the benefit can be so much greater if we are intentional with it. And that's true of any spot in life. Yeah. If you're if you're looking at the next stage, I remember, uh, th- this is always the example I use, I remember when I couldn't drive when I was like 15. <laughs> I was like, man, when I can drive, everything will get figured out. Yeah. And then I could drive, and it, you know what it meant? I needed a job to pay for yeah. the car, <laughs> gas, insurance. Yep. And then I, it, it was like, it, th- there was this snowball of things, and it was always this like, whenever I get to the next stage, it'll get better. When I ever get to the next stage, it'll get better. And I don't think God wants us to live that yeah. way. I think he wants mm-hmm. us to go, yeah, I want you to be prepared for that next stage, but not, not only be satisfied if you get to it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to read 1 Corinthians 7.32. It says, I want you to be free from the concerns of this life. An unmarried man can spend his time doing the Lord's work and thinking how to please him. And I think that's such a good verse for those that are single. Like, this time that you're single, like you can, like Coco said, you can do whatever you want whenever you want. Like you really do have the most freedom and time when you're single. Um, and you can ser- serve the Lord like no other. You can serve others like no other. Obviously, you can do those things in marriage as well. Um, but it might look a little bit differently because you might have kids one day and maybe in the it more swerves to like, okay, I'm serving my spouse more in different ways. And singleness is just such like a sweet time. Like I would have loved to go to Target a couple more times and do whatever (laughs) I want, you know, and I still get to go to Target, but I I have another person that I'm thinking about um, that I'm sharing like my life with. I'm sharing my income with what's mine is Ryan's um, and something that's so like 
awesome about singleness is like what's yours is yours. What's and also like it's obviously the Lord's too. Um, but you can use your time, your money, your career, literally however you want. Um, and so I think that's such a sweet gift. Um, because some of my favorite years were when I was single. Um, cause you just got to do so many fun things. You got to go on so many trips. Like I just remember like all of my college friends, like we would just always go and like, Hey, you want to go do this this weekend? Like, let's go. And like, whenever you're married and you have kids, like you have other people that like, you can still go do those fun things, but you're taken into account of other people. So, um, it's just such a fun, sweet season. There's so many like other fun people that you can do life alongside with. And who knows, you might even meet someone like while you're going and doing all those fun things. Yeah, and I think when you guys listen to this podcast, also don't hear us be like, oh, singleness is easy. We also understand, we empathize, because like uh, it's easy sometimes to to talk about singleness as as a gift and when we are on the other side of that coin now. Um, But we also want you to realize, we we remember those times that when you're single and you're kind of like, man, it's New Year's, or you're hitting a transition phase when your friends are like um, getting married or getting engaged and you're like, well, what, what do I do? And I think the problem here is that we, we can feel like we're lacking, but I want to come here as, as a team and say, we want to encourage you that you are where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this time of singleness, like, don't let that be your identity. Like, I mm-hmm. think like, because God has so much more for you than just, Oh, I, my only identity is that I'm the single person. No, God has provided you this moment to utilize it. And, and I think, the best way, like Coco said, is to to get around other believers, get around other girls, other guys, and come together. Um, because if we if singleness becomes our identity, we start believing that marriage or a relationship can fix our problems. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, if you've been in any relationship that's not even um, like an intimate one, might might be a friendship. You understand that in every relationship there requires sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And I think Hollywood and movies and music has painted this picture that. Our relationships all sunshine and rainbows. Mm-hmm. But I think as we continue and, and grow older and start a relationship, we realize, man, it, it's supposed to mark what Scripture shows for us, what a true relationship with, and that is self-sacrifice every day. Um, I, so I just think, like, we just want to encourage you, too, that, that we understand and we empathize. Um, so do you guys have any any tips uh, in, on what to do in those moments when people are like, man, I feel like I'm alone. What, what can yeah. What can someone do for that? Yeah, I think, you know, I really, I, my heart goes out to the the single girl, especially because, um, you know, those are people who I minister with, I do life with, who's like, man, I, maybe I've put myself out there and it's hard and I don't know what else to do. And so my encouragement, like to all the single ladies out there is like, don't give up hope. Like if God has put that desire in your heart, like keep praying and keep believing that God could bring that person and keep asking him for it. And in the meantime, like start preparing yourself. Like what is God working in you? What is he doing in you that you can be like, Hey, I need to be more disciplined in this area. I'm going to try to do that. Um, and look for those ways. But also I think another hard thing is like, especially DJ, like you said, when like your friends are getting married, you know, I have a lot of like, interns and people who I'm like man like they have gone through the program and like they're getting married and like it's a beautiful thing but what I have to do is be disciplined in celebrating them Mm. because if I am like there goes another one there it is okay that feels great like we can be cynical and be in this mindset of like great like happened for them not for me but what I have to do is I have to practice celebrating and combat Mm. that like man oh I'm disappointed that that's not happening with me Mm. to 
God, you're good and you have answered their prayers and you are so gracious to bring that person into their life. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to celebrate them the best I can. I'm going to show up for the bridal shower. I'm going to show up for the wedding and I'm going to celebrate and I really do believe that God sees that and that God will honor that. Like I really Mm. do. He's going to help me in those moments where it feels hard to celebrate. Um, But that has been such like such a, I feel like a gift for me that I like, I can give that away to somebody in that moment when maybe I'm like, yeah, I don't like, I would like to be married as well, but I'm like, no, I'm going to choose to do this. And I really do feel like that is what honors God. And sometimes it's not easy, but, um, I do think for all the single ladies out there listening, like don't give up hope, keep asking and keep, you know, praying that God would do that. But in the meantime, like surround yourself with good community Mm. because we are made to, to be in community. We're not made to do life alone. And so, although a lot of times we think that's just like a marriage relationship, we can have friendships. We can have, um, you know, like a life group or a small group together that we can be like, man, we're going to do life together. And that is a beautiful expression of community as well. So don't give up hope. Keep on praying. Keep believing that God can, can answer those prayers. Yeah, D-Chan, you said something um, that made me think it is really hard when you go through transition or everyone around you goes through transition Mm, and you're the only one who doesn't. It feels extra isolated when everybody feels like it takes everybody else takes two steps forward and you're still standing back behind them. Mm. It feels like it's a mile behind them. And I would just say like in transition, um, it feels like a hard left turn when you're in a car and you're like, I don't have anything. What, What am I hanging on to? So I, I would say know what you have to hang on to. Like mm. hang on to it when things are good. Hang on to it and know where it's at when things are bad and know that like I naturally in transition, I get isolated. I get tunnel vision. I, I look yeah. out for myself. I don't always go, okay, this is what I need to do. This is what's healthy for me. This is what God wants me to do. Instead, I have to know and make a plan beforehand yeah. before the before everything blows up, before the, 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 the stuff happens. Mm-hmm. I have to know like, okay, this is what I'm going to do in this season because I know what my tendencies are. So yeah. if, I mean, I think about it all the time when you see somebody that gets engaged and their friends there and you're like, they want to be engaged too. And that's okay that they want to be engaged yeah. too. But how can I choose to do what Coco said, choose to celebrate and yeah. have a friend that you can, you can call and say, man, this was hard yeah. mm-hmm. and have a friend that you can, you can call that can encourage you. Mm-hmm. Um, know what your, know what your disciplines look like, know what it looks yeah. like to read the Bible and pray and pour your heart out to God mm-hmm. when things are good. So when things are bad, you're still right there. You're oh, still yeah. close. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things that anyone's ever said was, um, when, when stuff happens in life, you can't go out and buy a 30 year walk with Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm. But when you're walking with him every day and stuff yeah. happens, he's not far. You're right yeah. there. Yeah. You've been close to him. You've walked mm-hmm. with him and you know what that looks like. So, man, we hope that this has been helpful for you. We hope that um, if you're single or if you're even around people that are single, um, you can encourage and be encouraged um, and you can serve God as best you can in the season that you're in right now. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.